You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey, I'm excited for this conversation, and we are going to dive right in because today we are chatting with and getting insights from one of the most happy couples I have ever met. So we are here with my favorite, I'm not going to say cousins because I'll get in trouble. Also, they're not both my cousins. Only Michael is my cousin. My favorite couple. I think when you say somebody's their, your favorite, but then you don't finish it, I think you've just now said they're your favorite. I know. We have a problem in our family, right, Mike, about favorites? Well, it, you, you're, you're just stating the obvious. <laughs> oh, no. There's a whole bunch of us. So Mike is my eldest cousin. Right? Oh, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> a <laughs> favorite cousin. Favorite cousin. There's a lot of us. Denise is his wife, and we spend a ton of time with you. We prioritize spending time with you, even though we spend, even though we live far, far away from one another, because we love being around you. And Denise has been on the podcast before, so you may remember her from a Christmas episode with her daughter, Annabella, who wrote her dating profile. And if you haven't listened to the dating profile episodes, Please, please, please go back and listen to the dating profile episodes. Uh, one of them is called The Greatest Gift Ever, and it's free. But definitely check those out. So you might remember Denise from there, but I'll give you a little bit of background on them. They haven't given me their bios, but uh, they run a family company with many, many <laughs> employees and extra special stresses because it's in Jamaica. But they're just the happiest couple. They have two grown kids who are also my favorites. And I wanted to chat with them because they're happy. And I think we all just want to be happy like they are. Mike, you're happy. I'm always happy. <laughs> you bring joy. So why don't we just start with how you met? Tell us the story of how you met 36 years ago, 30, a lot of years ago. A lifetime ago. <laughs> I think 1989, right? 85. No, 85. <laughs> How old was I in 85? <laughs> Mike was a year younger than me, but we met freshman year at RISD. So we were at school and we met a couple of times, I think, you know, at the dormitory, just around campus. And I remember just shaking my head and thinking, no, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's most the charm. <laughs> But you also weren't happy at RISD, and I think that's what I was picking up, is that you were you were not happy there. I, I think it was just the, uh, coming from South Florida, from high school, and coming to a Northeast school, I was, again, in a whole different world. Right, which was my happy place, but not your happy place. Uh, I, again, I, I would just, I hadn't learned at that point. Yeah, and then um, a professor, we were doing two-dimensional design, and this professor, Jack... Massey. Massey assigned. So the, the assignments there were usually problems that you had to solve. So it wasn't like a typical art school kind of thing. It was more like, here is the problem and the context, and you have to work through a problem and come back with solutions. And he assigned the two of us to work on a project together. And when I think about it now, like he could not have chosen two more opposite people in terms of how we solve problems to I, I, work I, together. I think of it now, if ever, if we were ever to go online and put our profiles on a dating app, there would be no way that we would <laughs> be put together. 
And I remember working through the problem with Michael. I don't even remember what it was, but remember just thinking, what? He was just, he's very big picture, like really creative, very visionary. And I'm like the color in between the lines person. But I remember like when I fully understood the way that he was approaching the problem and the way that he was um, kind of understanding the parameters of it and figuring out a solution that was to me so much more emotional than I would have thought you know and it really connected to the whole class I was like wow that's really special that's amazing and it really truly is the opposite of how I think you know um, but I think that was a because before I was just kind of filing his behavior as crazy but then I realized that he really has this um, ability to tap into emotion um, and understand the importance of it you know thank you for that I, I, I remember that time a little differently <laughs> I remember a lot of time spent at Spats on Thayer Street. Yes. Is that yes. a bar? Or a... a restaurant, actually. I, yeah. I think if there's anything that's consistent through our relationship, it really is just sharing a meal. You guys, that's what we do together. Mm-hmm. We share a meal, we share a drink, we share the conversation, and we, it, it's sharing. I mean, to me, that's my idea of a relationship joy. So you solve this problem... You ate some meals. How did you end up connecting? It was definitely through the meals. I think it was going through, it was a whole series of classes together. And the the rhythm of that learning experience is, you know, you're given a problem, you solve the problem, everybody hangs up their solutions. So Hmm. there's like 30 different solutions every week and you present and it was really understanding how he thinks versus how I think and just really appreciating that that was wildly different. Um, but then, of course, we both love eating. Mm-hmm. And Michael definitely was doting on me um, and taking me out to spats and all different places. And that's really, I think, how the relationship evolves. So he bought you with food and now you're stuck running the family food <laughs> <laughs> restaurant company. But I also think, too, um, the thing about Michael, and this isn't just through the projects, is that he always like would make me laugh mm-hmm. you know and I think I, there are heroes kind of in my life in terms of being couples and my aunt Joyce and my uncle Roger were always that couple and no matter what was going on in their life they would like belly laughs mm-hmm. you know just really enjoy and Michael sparks that in everybody but mm-hmm. definitely in me so there's just we would eat together we would laugh together and it just is it's a lovely experience being with him you listen we can hear michael's laugh from down the road (laughs) it's a signature i can can find him in home depot target (laughs) just by listening denise and i were on a paddle a few months ago we were on stand-up paddle boards and we were like far 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 away and she's like i think michael is in that house there i can hear him laughing (laughs) because it's a thing so what did you notice first about denise how beautiful she is and I think I think what also is that Denise's beauty is it's an inner beauty as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. of you know of all the people in the world Denise is truly uh, I love to bask in her glow oh my god stop <laughs> so I don't know if other people feel what I'm feeling but because I know you I feel a lot so you met you were together in college Mike was 17 
So I think there's a barely <laughs> legal <laughs> video in there. We were children. You were. You yeah. were. And now you have grown children. Like Matt's around 25 or so. 26. He's 26. 26. Yeah. So you met and then D, you went to Rome yes. for some time. My third year. And that was a big thing. And I think because I grew up in New Jersey and I had never traveled, that was when I was accepted to the program. What I liked was that Michael knew that I needed to do that even though it would mean a year apart. But he had all these things that he would do just to make sure that we were always connecting. So every day, you know, I'd go walk into the studio and the secretary, Lorraine, This is say, 1988, probably? 87, 88, yeah. yeah. And the, the Lorraine, she was the secretary in Rome, would, I'd walk in and she'd be like, Denise, there's a letter for you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every day. And Michael would write letters. He would send Polaroid pictures of whatever he was working on, what their friends were, what his friends were doing. And yeah, he would send books of poetry. He would do all these things. And then I would, because if you were to mail a letter in the regular post in Italy, it would not likely get there. So I would walk, <laughs> I would walk to the Vatican probably about three times a week and post letters through the Swiss mail because that would, because this was before cell phones and before internet. You didn't even have a phone at your dorm. No. you were in some sort of no. a, Yes. My know, parents would call and they would just say, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, re I remember that. I'd, I'd, I'd have to wake up at six in the morning to call you or was it at night and but like an odd hour and you'd get pronto and I'd say Denise Dubuque is like no copito like, <laughs> and nothing has changed <laughs> so you couldn't call but you wrote these letters every single day for a year and you still have them yes, yes. they're like we keep a treasure chest of yeah we've kept that do you ever go through them? I did a while ago, and I think Annabella found them recently, too. And she was just like, oh, you guys, ew. <laughs> That's their daughter, who's also an adult, but, but still. <laughs> now, okay, so you met in college. You stayed connected. You, you're super sweet. Mike. Mike's just a real acts of service person, right? Yes. Like yesterday, my cell phone was running out of battery. I didn't even know I had said it. And I'm sitting over on your couch and all of a sudden he's gone and got a charger for me and has plugged in my phone. The other day we were doing a podcast and we had a Zoom guest and he could hear that our connection was cutting out. So he called upstairs to his brother who also lives in the same building and borrowed a hundred foot ethernet cord, got me the adapter and plugged me in for the next one. And that, I'm just his cousin. I'm only his favorite cousin. <laughs> You're his <laughs> wife who he adores. So how? How do you, why are you still so happy today? Because listen, I work with so many couples and I don't think it's 1% of people who maintain this connection over the long run and really, really, really like each other. So what's the secret sauce for you? You know, I think um, when we were, we went through pre-Cana. What's that? So that is really in the Catholic religion. It's kind of like a class for preparation for marriage. Oh man, Mike, how did you <laughs> navigate that class? How did Mike not get kicked out? We almost failed. Yeah, no, I was sure we were going to fail. Michael does not do well in, in organized, um, organized, controlled situations, and so you know they were asking rhetorical questions. The priest was, and I was like, oh my god, Mike's going to so give an answer. What happens when a woman <laughs> is slow to be around? I was, and you know, I was, I would say, <laughs> what, did, what did you say? I did you say the whole Jamaican time? Place. He, would, like, he would shout out, I, I'm going to start ahead, you know, <laughs> Honey, you jump get started in, and I'll... jump in when you're ready. <laughs> and now today, after having a sexologist cousin, what would you say? 
use more lube. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So you went through the premarital, not only Catholic teachings, but also in Jamaica. It was in Jamaica and um, with a priest who worked in this inner city area um, at St. Patrick's. Um, so it was a very, it was a very interesting pre-Cana. But the advice that he gave us, which he was also from New Jersey. I think he was from Hoboken. Oh. Um, but the advice that he gave me one on one was he was like, you know, Denise, I, I counsel so many married couples who are going through some really tough stuff. And what I see happen a lot, and he said specifically with American couples, which is why he was telling me, is that, you know, we get so, we get married, we obsess over the wedding and, you know, all the things that we need, the dress, the and it's all me, me, me. And then with children, you mm-hmm. tend to obsess over the children but then lose track of each other. And he was saying that where he noticed that couples did really well is they prioritized themselves first, their relationship first. And he said, I know that that sounds strange, but it creates this solid foundation of just a happy feeling for the kids. Mm -hmm. And the kids then, you know, get love from that. And it feels secure and it feels stable. And then they also learn what relationships are just by seeing you model what, you know, putting each other first. So it sounds so simple, but the reality is when life gets busy and you're in the schedule of taking care of kids, it's so easy to get lost and go down that rabbit hole. So what does that look like? Well, I would, I would also add that I, I look at any relationship, especially ours and our families, is that you take nothing for granted. Mm. You have to put a lot of energy thought, care, creativity to that because nothing happens easily. The more energy and thought and care you put towards your wife, your partner, and your children, it grows. It's there. And And it changes. And I think there's definitely challenges. Like I know we've certainly had, you know, bumps, but it happens during times when there's change. Mm. And then you have to recalibrate together, like, you know, okay, we have to round this new corner. We've never been here before. Like, how do you, we're going to have to change. But as, <laughs> as a family, we, we you know, I, as, the, as the children have grown up and they've done some incredibly difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, they swam competitively for Jamaica. They have been pushed academically. We were a little bit of tiger parents. And I think it's just also to frame those challenges in a really positive and supportive way. For instance, the kids used to swim a 5k open water after a three day meet. And I would say, we're going to have a little adventure at the end. (laughs) You're going to swim from sharks. (laughs) Right. And I I would say that it's, it's being able to approach those challenges. And some of the challenges that we're going through now, even in a business is it's hard. I mean, it's very difficult. And at the same time, if we approach it with love, caring um, purpose, mm-hmm. it becomes meaningful. And I think when you have those, when you can start to stretch yourselves in those ways, it strengthens the relationships that you have with your partners and your family, but also those around you. Denise said a really funny thing when we moved to Jamaica and we were about to become f- ultra full-time with the family business she said we're gonna mommy and daddy the shit out of this <laughs> just like you did with your kids yes i smile when i say that i smile when i hear you say that because it really was i think it really defined it changed us so much i think as people and understanding love and i think when i say that it's 
not from a point of control. It's just understanding that you and I are able to, or I trust that we can work through difficult decisions together. In a loving, So it's just kind of way. applying that decision-making to business in a way that once you are, you know that you're doing the right thing um, for people or for process or whatever it is, then you just have that trust that you can get through it, even if it's really hard. Yeah. And you've had, you talk about transitions. So you moved down to, back down to Jamaica, well, back for you, first time for you after college. Yeah, 91, I think it was. Then you came back up to the States at one point, then you moved back down to run the family business. And you have a different approach. I want to talk to you about how you work together, because you are polar opposites. The way, I think you share the same values, but the way people perceive you would be very, very different. Probably the way you interact with people might be different, but it's coming from that same space. So first and foremost, do you think opposites attract? Do you think it's it's a good thing that you're opposites? Do you just think it's one of many variations that might work out? I think it's probably one of many, many variations. Like I watch my daughter, Anna, and her boyfriend, Quinn, and I see that they are similar in many ways. And there's a few areas where they're opposite, but they I think at the center of it is they trust each other. Mm. And you need that in a, yeah. in a business. And that's something you're cultivating in the business. I think what stands out about the work you do. So they run a restaurant chain in Jamaica and you have hundreds of employees and you're focused on what it might mean for Jamaica as opposed to just the profits. And I wonder if it's like, is it those shared values that keeps you together or that, I don't know, how do you work together is the question. As Brendan and I transition into working together, like what makes it work to work together? You know, I kind of wonder if it's how we started in that, you know, we were working through projects together Mm. in a way, right? And so I do have an appreciation for what I can do and I have an appreciation for um, what Michael does. And I, I think we heard um, maybe about five years ago from somebody at Disney Creative or Disney, I forget the name of the title, but that person said, everybody has their own superpower. Mm. And if you go into any type of team with that mindset, respect, figure out what, that, what the value that person brings, it becomes interesting. Yeah. So uh, typically when we're trying to work on something, uh, Michael will blurt out something and I'll be like, what is he talking about? (laughs) And then I have to wait for the next sentence. And then usually my job is really fully understanding his big idea or his vision and then figuring out how I kind of weave that into the operations. You know, how, how can it fit? Will that really help us seize an opportunity that we might not have had or reduce risk somewhere? But I think it's understanding that I could never do what he does and likewise as well and And respecting that and really just valuing that other person the the other person's skill in working together for a certain outcome and just just being um patient you're both very patient well denise especially but you're very patient as well like we don't talk about patience i think i've come to that space because of denise over the course of both the personal relationship and the professional relationship and you have to work at it harder because both Michael and I are ADHD. And yep. so you have to work harder at like letting the impulsivity go, right? Of course. And taking a breath and taking a beat. And then also Michael and I come from a family background that is far more explosive. Yes. <laughs> Where we have to learn to not necessarily follow in the footsteps of everybody that came before us. There's amazing things about them, but the explos- the explosions were, I think, hard to contend with growing up. I, I, I agree with you completely. And I think what like the different or what I see 
you and I modeling a lot more is the ability to listen. Mm-hmm. And and the self-awareness as well. It's like, okay, you know, this is important. Um, if we want to get to the outcomes we're looking for, I have to change. I need, to, like, even with Denise and what she's explaining, my superpower is I, one of the things I'm working on is I need to communicate better. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody is not going to have that space or vision or concept that is in my head. So I have to really break it down. And when I do that and communicate it, better to those around me i i love it when they see they get the aha moment mm-hmm. it's like oh i get what you're seeing i and and it's 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 not necessarily their what they're seeing on paper it's the emotional outcomes like oh i get it they smile and i think like i am a list checker and i like to get to the finish line mm-hmm. like i like to get things done that's 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 my thing but and often michael will throw something into the works that disrupts that and mm. i will get so like irritated and just but what i've learned over time is that if i if I pause and really spend some time with him to get to the root of like, what is he really saying? Because I'm not fully understanding this. Typically, we do have to stop what we're doing. Because if we continue, we're not really accomplishing something that suits the bigger purpose. You know, we're just, we're being very transactional and not very strategic. Or or task-oriented. Or task-oriented. And so over time, I've learned just in working together that when we reach that point, and I can feel him, sometimes I realize that he might not be articulating something in a way that I can understand it. But Mm -hmm. I've learned over time that, okay, this is the moment where I have to stop what I'm doing. And even though I'm really frustrated right now, I need to fully understand what he's saying because likely I do need to pause and I do need to rethink and you know there's so much mutual respect for the different not only perspectives but skill sets and we we see that in business that the people who are most successful the people who are incredible leaders understand that people who have different skill sets than their than their own different modes of communication different ways of thinking different ways of basically tackling problems if you can appreciate someone else's perspective you can get so much more done and I, I've fallen into this before with staff where if they didn't do certain things the way I do them I would sometimes discount or underestimate their capacity for other things that they can do way better than me. So I love that framing of superpowers. And I think about if I had to ask you, what's your superpower in the relationship? What would that be? Or do you want to name each other's? Like, what's Mike's superpower, D? Mike's superpower is like happiness and joy, like mm-hmm. just always working at that. Because really, what else is there in life? You know? He cultivates that. Yeah. He cultivates yeah. the time, the spaces. Well, what is it that Mike says every single morning? Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? perfect. <laughs> and and I, I expect that answer. If I don't hear that answer, I'm almost like, oh my gosh, Mike, are you okay, man? What can, what can I do, man? Are you all right? <laughs> Thank and, you for and, that. And not to, not to pressure you to feel that way all the time, but I think it's your perspective. I think it's your attitude. I think it's your outlook. It's like, if I can't try to find the happiness and, and the joy and appreciate this moment, even when it's difficult, I have to, like, what am I, what am I doing? How am I moving forward? Right. And I mean, that definitely comes from a place of privilege, like you're not on the street, but also you're dealing with real issues. I won't get into the nitty gritty, but there is no restaurant chain in America that has to deal with the things that are happening. Shootouts on the street. Right. No, machine just the gun trauma fire. people, eat, our employees deal with day yeah. to day. Yeah. Dead cows, Absolutely. people not being able to get to work because a member of their family I won't use the language, but like have have been hurt very, very badly or passed away in in violence. Like the stuff that you're dealing with is very 
different and heavy. So it's not like, you know, Mike is just all happy sunshine rainbows ignoring that stuff, but he's choosing in that moment in the morning where we're, the four of us are sitting here. We don't live together, but we're crashing here right now for a few days having our coffees. You're just kind of focusing on your own joy. So if his superpower is joy and creating happiness, which he does not just for you, but for your kids and for, for us as well, what is Dee's superpower? I think um, Dee's every... There are too many superpowers, Mike. <laughs> well, I know we're putting is, you on the spot. Again, we'll cut again, to, so you can take your time. Again, finding the words. It really is just a calm, loving, caring presence that Denise has like everyone says Denise is so calm and not only is she calm like she's fully engaged in you emotionally when she talks to you and it's patient it's listening and it's a kind of warmth it isn't anything we come again Jessica we come from a family of a lot of drama (laughs) (laughs) our family's very loud and very animated Denise is so placid Mm mm-hmm and but in a it's like a warm blanket and still strong like denise oh, isn't course. afraid to say what she thinks right. like i think that if people met you and me they'd be like oh jess will tell you what she wants and it's actually not true at all like you have the assertion skills to I've do that i've learned over time yeah i think it took a little while and you and we don't even i've never really seen you like raise your voice and again like listen we're all imperfect i raise my voice sort of I thing do. Yeah. you do <laughs> really where when Oh, yeah, no, I've learned that. And especially recently, I think coming out of the pandemic, there have been so many extra pressures, you know, on our team, on society. Um, And I do find myself getting triggered. Yeah. But I I would say it's you have changed in terms of how you express yourself, but the calmness and the caring is still there. I would say what I've noticed is that you're able to articulate how you actually feel in those moments. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, for instance she says you're making me frustrated or I'm not in agreement with what you're saying (laughs) but she says that in the same manner yeah I think being able to say I'm not in agreement makes it not so scary like it's just right right, it's not that you're wrong yeah I'm coming from a different place yeah and you know when so I'm an observer in your relationship and I see, I hear all the superpowers. And I also just think that you both are always moving from a place of love and not ego. Like that's the big thing. I always say D to be in like the COO role that you're in and have, I just feel like you have no ego. I feel like I've never met a person in my life who has less ego and I'm going to cry saying it. So I'll, I'll turn away and say, so Brandon, okay, I'm gonna make you go first. What's my superpower? I think this is a great exercise to close on. And I think it's great for people to be able to frame their admiration and gratitude for people in different ways. Like I've done the dating profile exercise. I'll have people make lists, but I think that sometimes a different framework works for different people. And I think the capacity to tell somebody what you admire in them via framing it as a superpower can be really valuable, whether it's to your kids, whether it's to your parents, whether it's to employees, uh, whether it's to an intimate partner. So tell me my superpower, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So many superpowers. Years ago, I posted that I I feel as though you are in a dangerously smart, (laughs) which is a great thing to be. But when you couple that with your desire to help people, with your desire for you know to to affect change and justice and these things i'm like you move forward always trying to propel others to equal or greater heights than you i feel like you're always pushing others to make the world better i mean that's just 
the first thing that kind of crossed my mind. I mean, we can talk about all these other elements, like how you normalize things, how you make people feel comfortable about things that they otherwise don't. I want to say do go on, but I have please, to stop please, you. Yeah. I mean, you're no, funny, I, I you're beautiful, you're all these things, but it, you're always... I didn't mean you had to gush over me. No, but I, I mean, they're just a lot of things that come to mind when I think about what your superpower is. I mean, yeah, you're funny, you're beautiful, you're all these things, but you're always pushing to put other people in the spotlight that are deserving of it. Like and you? I, n- 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 <laughs> no, not like me, like people who are more deserving yeah. of being in the spotlight. And I think that's a wonderful thing to be around. It certainly changed my mindset. It's and also your willingness to to hear other people's perspective. I could I, work on that. No, but you but you really do. I think that you're, you're willing to absorb. So, you know, yeah, I'm gushing and I'm saying all these things, but I really do feel that there are so many things that make you incredible. I mean, I'm listening to Mike and D talk. And, and you you can attest to like just how Yeah, I mean your together. your relationship is is wonderful. Like you said, you've hit bumps in the road. I think that happens to everyone. I think you definitely both complement each other in terms of the strengths that you bring to the relationship. Like Mike, yeah, you really do seek out happiness and you you create happiness and you create situations that bring people together to celebrate. And that's not something that I think I think about, I don't think about no. creating these environments where I'm like, I want to celebrate with everyone. I want to have a good time, whatever that is. And D, like you're, you're patient. And I, I don't, I have never seen you upset. I'm sure you have been upset, but, but your ability, like you just said, you're like, I know Michael is saying something right now. I don't understand it. This is when I need to pause. Like mm-hmm. your ability to, to reflect and be like, something is here. I know Mike has something. I need to check myself and stop and listen. I think that, you know, the, the ability to, to look internally and see the opportunity, I think is wonderful. And yeah, you're just a beautiful human being as well. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, we are I, a lot. I, I could go on, but, and, you know, we're also fun to hang around, right? Yeah. So. But I, and I will say, Brandon, I think your superpower is this ability to grow. just this ability to like stop and say, okay, this is what I want to try that's uncomfortable for me. And I also think you're among the best listeners I've ever met. I think you'd be an amazing therapist for that reason. Um, I think you're an amazing partner. I think also like when we think about Dee and Brandon balancing out Mike and I who have similar personalities, I, I think maybe it's not about opposites, but about balance, that we bring balance into the relationship in different ways at different times. And so my takeaway from my own observations of you is is the patience. It's that you always move from a place of love. And then people might be annoyed by this gushing. Okay, like let, I get it. And if you're triggered by Whatever. <laughs> if you're triggered by it, I think it's an important piece to kind of stop on and say, why does this make me uncomfortable? comfortable? Like, did my parents not do this for me? Am I not comfortable doing this for people? Does no one do this for me? But I think what I'm going to take away from this and what I'm going to suggest to folks, because I'd like to have some sort of action item, is that you find someone that you can share your thoughts on their superpower with, whether it be an intimate partner, a family member, or other loved one, because just try it. Say like, I, I think your superpowers, I think it's actually a great exercise for the workplace to go ahead and list people's superpowers. Because whether like, I'll take your industry, for example, whether they're in on your executive team doing strategy, or whether they're, you know, a, a trainee who's working in the kitchens, like everybody has this superpower. I've, I've gone to your restaurants, and there's somebody who makes you feel really special. Right. And right? I think during crisis, the superpowers pop out even more. 
are, mm. right? Especially with our executive team. You just see people jump into action and it's it's amazing. It's what got us through. The other thing I noticed right from the from the onset I just wanted to comment on is this element that comes up where people seem to be happy is encouraging their partner to, to live their best life. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the idea that you, when D went away, it, you, I mean, yes, you might've been disappointed about that, but it sounds to me like you were also um, excited for this opportunity for her to be overseas. Maybe I'm wrong. He must've been so sad yeah, you must've, Of course. Sad. Yeah, of course we were, you were sad. We were both sad, but I remember saying to him, I need to do this. And I remember like him fully acknowledging that, like, I think you need to go. At 20 years old. Yeah. And, but that's the sort of thing that I'm saying, like, isn't that amazing that even though, yes, it was going to hurt and it hurt for her to be away, but you were also like, I agree. You should go. I feel the same way about Jess. Jess is on the road all the time. I don't want to stifle her growth. I don't want to stop her from living whatever it is, is the best version of her life. I'm I'm like, yes, go. I miss you. I love you. I want to be with you, but I know you love this. I want my partner to have what it is. I mean, when I can give it to them and I can communicate that with them, what makes them happy? So I would add something like if you want to on that theme, as a couple, we've been together for over 30 years. So there is entity called Denise and Michael. Mm-hmm. Like there's a decent <laughs> like Denise and Mike. And like there's we're we're always together. We're we're together 24 hours a day. We work together. We we are always together. And at the same time, we're individuals. It isn't like I have taken over her personality or her personality has taken over my my personality. Yes, there is an influence, and at the same time, we are distinct individuals just like yourselves i mean you guys are a couple and i want to speak to you as a couple your superpowers because we were talking even last night about i know you don't have kids and at the same time my children look at you guys as role models like how you and i would say role models in terms of a relationship how you treat people how you treat your partners, how you treat other people. I mean, the level of communication and care. Graciousness. I would say your superpower to me, both of you, the way that you are, it's graciousness. So much. (laughs) I really thought we were going to go to my karaoke skills. I mean, I will take that as well. Yeah, you have have some sick skills there. (laughs) Well, I know that we have have to wrap, and I want to say that Obviously, our stories or our perspectives or our experiences are just that, and they work for us. And they may be the formula that can be replicated by some, but by others, they might not be ideal because individuals are so highly varied. And of course, couples put two individuals together, it's even more varied. But both of you have talked, Mike, you've really talked about launching your kids and your kids are launched now. They're off kind of doing their own things. One of them's in a very, I think, admirable relationship. A great skill in our family is attracting great partners. Like that is our greatest skill, right, Michael? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) My mom, us, Anna. Um, What is it that you really wanted to pass on to your kids about relationships? If there was just one thing you can sum up to close us out. I'm not sure. I think, you know, just just thinking about it, because even the words you said there that um, everybody has to find their own joy. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, again, we are four people. We share a lot of time together, but our perspectives are radically different. Mm-hmm. We have different lives, different backgrounds, but we do come together a lot and share joy and happiness. And I think as an individual if you can, even in a relationship with two people, the joys are the same, but they're individually, they're different. 
And I think it's to have those skills to figure that out and to、mm. be happy with that and、mm. not look at, oh, you know, so and so is doing this. I need to do that. I need a new car. That gives me. But having that internal or that self awareness is like, you know what? This makes me happy. I, and I don't know why. I might explore it. I might figure it out. I mean, I think Matthew's a perfect example of that. Pa- Ma- Matthew's path is interesting. That's、right? his eldest son. Yeah. He, he, he lives a life that is, to me, fascinating. He has thoughts of changing the world, changing climate, working on climate change, figuring out what, on a huge scale, what value am I going to bring to people in my life? But again, I don't know if I answered your question. I think but- you did. I think it's that we have to find our own joy, and whether it's like within partnered relationships or friendships, and that not looking at outside sources. I think that's another thing I admire about you both is that you're not looking and comparing yourself, right? And I think that's part of not having a big ego is that you're not thinking about, okay, well, that person has this, therefore I must have to have that. You're actually focused on yourself, which might sound negative to some、Or、people. Self centered. Yeah, but I mean, I think being self centered can be a good thing for, you don't, you're not, listen, you're not disregarding other people's feelings, but I think there's some value there and just something to kind of sit on. So, what I'll,、uh, I'll wrap here and say thank you so much for chatting、thank、with、you. us. I love you guys. We love you too. We love you too. We sit, like, we sit and chat all the time, but not on the mics. But、um, I'll just suggest to people that you go find someone now and share what you think their superpower is. I think that's the takeaway.、Uh, before we go, a quick reminder that the courses at happiercouples.com are on sale. With code podcast exclusive for podcast listeners. So、uh, check those out Mindful Sex, Mind Blowing Oral, and Last Longer in Bed, happiercouples.com. Thanks so much, folks. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life, improve your life.